0: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Bait Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am here in Studio B with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick.
1: Good to be here. It's it's incredible. Awesome. It is it living is the dream.
0: It is good to be here. I always wonder if like the people that watch this wonder like because like, we're just so engaged here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're over there. You see them? They're over there. See, see but you, you got to look at them. Don't look at you. Look at them. See? Yeah, yeah. That's right. They want the attention. You guys deserve the attention, right? Anyways, back to what we're doing. Back to our normally scheduled program. That's true. Program. For those of you that listen on the podcast, we're figuring out the cameras. Yeah, right? we are. We've been having some technical difficulties. I'm hoping that this is actually recording what this we're is doing true. right now. Um, so we're just going to pray in the name of your father. We just thank you for technology. We thank you yes. the airwaves, and we thank you, Lord, that... Um, you have allowed us faithfully to do this week in and week out, Father, to get your word out there. And so uh, we thank you for that. We just pray in the name of Jesus that uh, this will go well in Yeshua's name. Amen. So we are studying the book of Matthew. Um, we're taking uh, or we're picking up, I should say, where we left off from last week in uh, chapter 8. And uh, today we're going to do the second half of chapter 8, which is 18 through 34. And uh, some interesting stuff here, right? Jesus uh, has already started... The actions, right? He did the preaching. Oh, yeah, he did some five, great six, teaching seven.
1: all the way through chapter 5, 6, and 7. And then he's going to start healing people and doing some cool things. Jesus heals leprosy, healing a centurion servant. Peter's mother in law is healed. Yeah. And that's where we left off with this. She starts cooking. That's good stuff. She's cooking. Okay. All right. So we have here in uh, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 22, we have the cost of following Yeshua. The cost of following Yeshua. Matthew eight eighteen. Now, when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. That's right. So he had this big revival, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now he's going to uh, go to, to the other side.
0: Yep. The That's other his, side
1: is the lake.
0: You hear somebody announce, ladies and gentlemen. The other side. Jesus has left the mountain.
1: Yes. He's <laughs> left the building. <laughs> So so here we have a, uh, a scribe. So what did the scribe say to Yeshua? This is a scribe that left the multitude and came towards the group. Yeah, and,
0: imagine this. A scribe of all people says, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest.
1: So he's encouraged. He's fired up. He just heard the message. Mm-hmm. And he is going to, of course, they, now the, 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 the crusade's moving. The yeah. revival's moving. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the, uh, the scribes were expert at handling written documents. In Israel, scribes' duties included teaching, interpretation, and regulation of the law, or Torah. Those scribes were very important.
0: You know, it's was interesting, uh, I was talking to the kids, because I had kids in my group last night for our Torah study, which, shout out for Monday Night Bible Study, um, you know, if you can be here, if you're in the local market here where yes. we're at... You should be here on Monday nights at 7 p.m. It's an awesome time. Monday nights we get in small groups, and you jump around every week from group to group. And, and it's oh, it's awesome. awesome! It is awesome, awesome. It's so cool. So I had kids, and uh, we were actually talking about this, and I was asking, you know, have you ever been in the position where you're like, you come to the Lord in prayer, and you just say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you He's want me to say. He's going to hold you to it too, you know. But like, how many times do we do this, right? Kind of like the preaching we were talking about this Saturday, I did it, yeah. where the guy's like, Hey, don't make promises to God because yeah, you can't keep them. I cry out. <laughs> Yeah. But we do. We cry out to God. And like I think this. he holds us
1: accountable to that, though.
0: But this guy he actually comes to Jesus and says this.
1: You know, it's really cool. You know, when you think of the word scribe, it's interesting. Before I got saved and born again, I went to the uh, United States Marine Corps Reserves, mm-hmm. and I had to go to boot camp, Parris Island, South Carolina. And then, of course, my uh, MOS was like a diesel mechanic. That's all he really had. Oh, wow. At, up at Gandy Boulevard, you'll see if you go down Gandy, you'll see a, a unit there, yeah. USMC, yeah, yeah, yeah. amphibious unit. And they've got diesel engines and things. And I'm not even a mechanic. But I, I just did it to get the college so wait, money and different things. You, know?
0: you, you were a mechanic?
1: Absolutely, a diesel mechanic. <laughs> but it was short-lived. We won't talk about that. But when I went to the Marine Corps boot camp, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm done. not laughing at you. I just, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just imagining you being a diesel mechanic. I yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: Really. It's pretty dirty, I mean, imagine you
0: as a Marine, too. So anyway, what
1: happened is while I was there, they found out I had nice handwriting and different things. So they fired the scribe, and they said, you're the platoon scribe, plumber. You got handwriting like a girl. You write like a girl. (laughs) This is what I need. I need to be be able to read, you know. You do have very consistent handwriting. So it was funny how they, they, so I, I actually created a scribe Bible. This is what the scribe's responsibilities are as a platoon scribe. Okay. And I created it actually for the United States Marine Corps. So it was funny how things happen, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and even like putting this stuff together is almost like a scribe, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thought that was an interesting story. Well think story. about this,
0: if you are a scribe, then you're setting the standards so whatever standard you're on, you're good. you know why? Because Jesus says, unless your righteousness exceed that of the scribes, right, you shall not inherit so, the kingdom of God. But if you're a scribe, you're in by default, right? It's interesting, because you know,
1: he's like a lawyer too. I'm just, you know I mean I'd like to look into the scribes a little more.
0: If you can't get in the regular way, get in on a technicality, that's all I'm saying.
1: So so once again, what was Yeshua's response to
0: the scribe? So yeah, so the scribe comes, I'll do whatever you want, right? And so Jesus says to him, you know, like wants to make sure I think that he knows what he's saying. This is what he says. He says, The foxes have holes and the birds have of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head.
1: Wow, that's incredible. So let's just look at this. Uh, Yeshua, the son of God would never be married, have children and would never own a house. That's right. Okay. And, uh, that's interesting. You know what? I was just thinking here, the son of man, let's see here. Interesting. Oh, so, so basically, um, this guy breaks the pack and he comes over and this is what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, what else here?
0: Because Jesus refers to himself here as the Son of Man. Well, yeah,
1: basically, yeah. So the term Son of Man is Yeshua's favorite self-designation, indicating the true meaning of his, of his identity and ministry. So number one, as far as the Son of Man, uh, the humble servant who has come to forgive common sinners. Uh, number two, the suffering um, servant whose atoning death and resurrection will redeem his people. And number three, the glorious king and judge who will return to establish God's kingdom on earth. Uh, Let me see here. I guess it says, which is kind of interesting, because that particular gentleman came to Yeshua. And now there's going to be another man that comes to him. And of course, we, we, we have this term son of man that Yeshua referenced himself. He says, I'm the son of man. So he's referencing himself. But then this other guy comes along. So another,
0: it's a disciple, right? Says right. One of his and
1: disciples. another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. That's uh, verses 21 and 22. So we have two particular gentlemen, a scribe and a disciple, mm-hmm. You know that, that are coming to this point. So I think the disciple is a little closer than the scribe because he's probably
0: in the group. Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah.
1: But he he says, you know, let me go and bury my father. And and Yeshua responds, let the dead bury the dead. So (laughs) Follow me
0: yeah, and let the dead bury their dead. Right.
1: While Yeshua clearly upholds the biblical command to honor father and mother, the call to follow him rises above all other allegiances. Now, you can look at this in a lot of different ways. Uh, Some of the uh, commentary is, well, listen. I've got to stay with my dad until he dies. And then I get the inheritance Mm. or there was an actual death. So it's almost like, listen, if you want to wait for that estate or you want that to be your inheritance, or you you want to follow that path, you can do that. Let the dead bury the dead. Mm. So it's almost like you could follow me, but let the dead bury the dead. So if you take this over me,
0: I hadn't thought about it from the standpoint of inheritance. I had been thinking about like you know if you're a boss and you're like hey we got this big project going on I need you but somebody's dad dies you're like okay you can go to your father's funeral you can do whatever you need to do or I'll even join you hey I'll go to the funeral with you to support you or whatever right that's the way I think most people think in this situation like why why would Jesus say you know don't go there, there's a father. reason for it of course
1: now now think about this I'm I'm reading a current novel by Joel C. Rosenberg. Uh, in regards to the, the Persians or Iran and their war with Israel, whatever. But there's this CIA agent, and his mother dies.
0: Mm.
1: And he's, he's actually in the midst of the heat of battle and getting information in Iran. Mm. And he can't go back to the States to be at the funeral. Ugh. And so he looks bad with his other two brothers. Well, where's David? But he can't tell them that he's a CIA agent. Ugh. So you can see where all of this comes into play. He feels torn. And yeah. he can't be at the funeral. But uh, just something to think about. So as Yeshua wanted to get away from the great multitude, it was two men who left the masses and approached him, basically, to some degree. They seemed desirous to come into communion, and yet were not right, which is here given as a specimen of the hindrances by which many are kept from closing with Yeshua and cleaving to him.
0: Well, it's priorities, right?
1: You know, it's interesting that uh, the two men broke away from the pack, but we're unable to close the deal with Yeshua, mm-hmm. that closeness, that clinging, believing loyalty. Um, well, I got a like rich young ruler. Yeah, I got a quote. I got a quote for these two guys: so close, but yet so far.
0: Same with the rich young ruler. Yeah, it's about priorities. We didn't have the
1: rich young ruler yet.
0: No, we haven't. But I'm just saying, is, is the he going
1: to be coming up or something?
0: I don't know. But think about the rich young ruler. He comes and says, that's coming hey, what up, do I need to do to get eternal that's gonna life? That's going to be
1: coming up pretty soon here, I think. Right? Is it? Well, what, what, there is a ruler that comes to Yeshua to raise his daughter from the dead. I think that's later on.
0: No, this is not, I'm talking about the rich young ruler is the one that comes to Jesus and says, oh, hey, yeah, what do yeah. I need to do to get right. eternal life? He says, do all these things in the law. And he right. says, well, I've done that since my birth. And he says, okay, well, there's one other thing. Sell everything you have and come follow me.
1: Those were specific instructions.
0: And he walked away sad Yeah, because he had possessions
1: you know so so discuss what is required to have a personal relationship with yeshua and to walk with him closely i only have one thought and it seems like such a cliche but it it just really hits home do what he says to do and practice it so like i was reading the beatitudes i was just thinking about those two beatitudes blessed Mm -hmm. are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of god yeah blessed are the meek right for they shall inherit the earth so we get all jacked up over stuff, right? For what? God's like, the meek are going to inherit the earth. You're a peacemaker. You're not trying to cause trouble. You're trying to solve problems or be a good mediator. You know, hey, you're children of God. Yeah. You know, you don't want to debate. You don't want to fight. You don't want to be right and they're wrong. You, you just want to be a peacemaker. You, these are the children of God. You mm. make peace. And you're supposed to make peace with your brother before you go to court or it gets messy. Oh, yeah. There's an interesting story I read last night on Jerusalem Post between the past Prime Minister uh, Ehud Olmert and the Netanyahu family between uh, Bibi and his wife, Sarah. He, uh, he basically said that uh, the, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Sarah Netanyahu suffer from mental illness. And is now Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is suing him for defamation of character. And then Ehud Omer was saying, well, let them take a, you know, a test, a mental test. <laughs> and I'll prove I'm right. So now it's going to, it could go to the courts. and It's just a big mess. Yeah. Because Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is already in, you know. A mess. A mess. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, you know, when you think about it, I'm just saying that, you know, um, these are the things that, that, that are going on. That you shouldn't be involved with. Yeah. So, anyway, what what do you got to say?
0: So, I was looking at this and I thought of it um, from the relationship piece, you know, relationship with Yeshua. And so, the first thing was faith. First, you have to believe that He exists, right? And so, what is it that it says? I think it's Hebrew. It says, uh, you know, those that believe, you have to first believe that God exists and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. That's good. So, then I would throw in diligently seeking Him through praise, worship, Prayer, quiet time, getting into the word. Um, And then from those pieces, I would put those into spiritual exercises, right? Um, I would say that fellowship is important with other believers, right? Because there's God is downloading into them as well. So when we come together, right? Um, And then I would put also submission and surrender. Submission and surrender.
1: You know, Christian means little Christ. It does. So are we even acting like that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just like when you, uh, when you want to be a good witness, like you give a good tip, you hold the door for people, right? you do all these things because you'll be seen in the public eye, and then they'll, it'll come full circle. You know, It's like I tell the story of the guy that delivered a couple pizzas here to the fellowship hall, yeah. and we had already tipped him through the church, and then I gave him another 20 bucks Ooh, because that's my, that's my evangelism. That's my witness. Yeah. And they'll say, you know what? I went to this church. In yep. the back, the the, the, the and uh, and they had already tipped me.
0: Yeah, I hate hearing. And then the witness. somebody, yeah.
1: and then this guy gave me twenty dollars on top uh-huh. of
0: that. That's awesome.
1: See, he he'll, he'll leave knowing that there was a testimony. Right, that he's blessed by the church. Because the Lord said, "Give him twenty bucks," and I and I thought, "Wow, well, we already tipped him."
0: Yeah, because too but much. But doesn't matter.
1: See, but see, I, I acted really quickly and I went in my wallet and got the money. Yeah. Because I always keep like twenty or thirty bucks in there. Yeah. Cash. Because you just never know. It's like when the guys bring the deliveries. Hey, do you guys need to use the
0: restroom? It was like a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like a track? Right. No, I'm just <laughs> um, can I tell you about Jesus? Um, here, sit down. Let's talk. Uh, you know, too much. There's a bad witness with Christians. You know, people will say Christians are cheap. They don't they leave tip. tracks on the on the table, but no money, but no right. money. So no tip. Oh yeah, that'll pay the light bill. Yeah. Um, don't that, do that. That'll be good for a doorstop. Or at least, if you're going to be cheap, don't tell people you're a Christian. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to hide something, hide your Christianity if you're not going to be a good witness in your behavior. Right.
1: All right, let's do it. So, Ryan, why don't you take it from here? Because now Yeshua is going to be like, all right, guys, hey, come on. We're going to go on a cruise.
0: Yep. yep. Verse 23 says, now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. So apparently they get off the mountain or whatever, and they get into a boat.
1: Because they got to go to the other side.
0: Yes. why the chicken cross the road? Right, to get to the other side. To get away from Colonel Sanders. Ooh, Colonel Sanders, yeah. Um so who was it that entered the ship? Yeshua said, Come on, we're going to the side. Come on, disciples. So he took disciples with him. Yeah, he took his disciples. So when they say disciples, are we thinking in context like the twelve?
1: They were just, you know, followers.
0: Or just random followers.
1: I don't know. It's 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 definitely the uh the circle of influence. I mean, sure. You have the the public sector. Then you have the circle, and then you have the inner circle.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: propose the inner circle was Peter, James, John, and Peter, or Peter, James, John, and, and Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> not two Peters. <laughs> I was just thinking the Peter champions table. Like, Peter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Peter and Simon. So that that's definitely the inner circle. But then you also have you know the rest of the eight right or the the other nine disciples. Um, So I'm going to propose that this is the disciples. I'm not going to say it's all 12 of them, but I'm going to say that it's limited to the 12, a selection of the 12. Well, because, yeah, I mean, how big is the boat? (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. Do do I tell them about Mallorca? So they get into the boat, and it says here in verse 24, And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. It's got to be a big boat because if the thing is covering the, I mean, splashing him in the face with water, he's got to be like under the something. It's be a decent sized boat.
1: I'll tell you that'd be my wife. She can sleep through
0: anything. <laughs> really,
1: she don't play. <laughs> I hear about these people; their wives can't sleep at night and yeah. they toss and turn. Yeah. I'm like, not my wife. No. We don't talk at night. Yeah, at all. I'm telling you, within sixty seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: Now REM REM has you know rapid eye movement probably takes a little while. Yeah. But that's one good blessing for my wife, boy. She's just a peaceful person. She just lays down and goes to sleep. You know what
0: it is? She has a. She has a. Uh, she's not guilty. She's got no, a good. Her conscience does. is clean. She has a very. So she lays good, down. She out. has
1: a very good conscience, yeah. and she
0: probably works hard. You know all them kids.
1: So, so tell us about this word tempest.
0: Well, okay. Thank you for asking, Pastor Nick. I thought this was interesting. The word tempest, which is the Greek 4578, is the word seismos, which is where we get the word seismic, right? Wow. And it means shaking, a commotion, and an earthquake. So what is a tsunami but an earthquake underwater?
1: Mm-hmm. What could have happened there? You know, mm-hmm. so little. Very uh, interesting. Like the tsunami is an earthquake underwater. Many, maybe earthquakes in diverse places. That's right. Is one of the signs in Matthew twenty four. Yeah, and
0: there's speculation, right, that um, that this was not the Galilee, but it was the Mediterranean, interesting, because of the waves, right? But right. if there was an earthquake, I mean, yeah, has anyone alive today experienced an earthquake? I haven't under really the studied
1: out the. Uh, Meteorologist report on the Sea of Galilee <laughs> in the past. Yeah, like did Josephus talk about big waves on the Galilee or? Yeah, the the Jewish historian.
0: No, I don't think so. And not only that, the Galilee is not so big, so there's not that big of boats, right? So right. that's another thought on it. But it is what it is. So we're going to move on from there. So um, how does
1: so so. What did the disciples say to Yeshua after waking him up?
0: They said, Lord, save us. We perish. We perish. We're going to die. It's not good. Help.
1: Oh, listen, I can just imagine. You ever watch Deadliest Catch in those big fishing boats, crab boats? Yeah, but that's at sea. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's nuts. That's just scary. Yeah. And it goes to the side, and water comes in over the rails. Yeah. and So uh, what did Yeshua say in response?
0: He said, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? So what I like about the
1: outline, Ryan, is the fact that we can go in and look at this word, yeah, and not just stereotype it or just figure out, oh yeah, well, this is how this is what it means. So tell our lovely brothers and sisters what this word is. You you really want to
0: know? Yeah, because I, I find it very it makes sense, you know. Okay. It's a little <laughs> <laughs> So so the word first here, fearful, um, in the Why are ye fearful? Is the Greek eleven sixty nine, which is mm-hmm. dilos, delos. And it means to dread or to be timid. So fearful. So something happens and like, uh, ah, it's called scaredy cat. You're freaked out. Uh. They panicked. Yeah. And so then the phrase, oh, ye of little faith, uh, which is the Greek 3640 is the the Greek word oligopistos. Now remember, pistos is faith,
1: right? Right. So you're throwing an oligo in front of it.
0: Throwing oligo in front of it to, to be in conjunction there. And it's not no faith. The Greek word epistos is no faith, right? Right. But this oligopistos is ineffective, defective, or deficient faith. That's why it's little. It's lacking. It's little. It's puny faith. It's lacking. But he set them up. Oh, you're of we faith. He set them up. Yeah, Um, yeah, he did. He totally set him up. So so what did Yeshua do after he told the disciples that their faith was little? He
1: arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm.
0: That's right. I think in another portion, he did this as well, and it said, peace be still, right? You know, I've I've prayed against the weather before, Mm -hmm. and I've actually gotten results. So have I. I've done it too.
1: Storms, rainy, cloud covering, something. And I literally prayed, and the clouds dissipated. I
0: remember one day we were having a big event here, and the the drizzling started to happen in the morning. And I was just standing there, I said, guys, we need to just pray, this rain goes away. So we stood there and we prayed. And we we have the right to do that, the The authority, believe it or not. It left. And then there's Medea. You know the Medea, the Tyler Perry movies? You know who Medea is? I never saw that, yeah. oh, But she says, you know, she said, peace be still. And Medea says, I got a piece of steel. And she pulls a gun out of her purse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was funny to me. All right, so what did Yeshua do after he told his disciples he rebuked the winds and sea and there was a great calm? We got that. All right, so what did the men do when the winds and the sea obeyed him? They marveled. Right. I'll tell you what. I've been to the beach. And I've seen some big waves coming at you, right? Oh my gosh. Now imagine that's scary. somebody we were being like jet skiing like, one time.
1: Oh yeah. And it rolled in so fast. We had a hard time getting the jet skis on the back of the trailer and oh, oh yeah, yeah. it was scary.
0: Now imagine somebody being like peace be still. Yeah. And then like Whoosh. it becoming like glass. Wow. That would be insane, right?
1: So so I have here Yeshua's deity allows him to have control over nature because he is the one who created the natural realm. That's right. You know, Ryan, this whole podcast is about acknowledging our creator.
0: Yeah. Our amen. heavenly Father. Amen.
1: All we're doing is acknowledging, you know, uh, I love what Pastor Don says. He wants to do two things, to
0: know God and to make him known. That's right. So and and this in this case Jesus. I mean, the Bible's clear. It says that Jesus created us. So that he's the creator. Oh, and he was at Mount Sinai. That means Jesus created We're going to get me. into
1: some things here pretty soon. He created About me. the demoniacs. So God actually exists outside time and space. Mm-hmm. So isn't it interesting? You are to worship God, not in time and space. Yeah. You are to worship God in what? Spirit, Spirit and, and in truth. truth. That's right. Now, here's the, the discussion. <laughs> Discuss why God would lead us into a test of our faith, just like Yeshua did with his disciples. I just have a few notes here, and then Ryan, I will let you answer it. Uh, discuss why God would lead us into a test of our faith, just like Yeshua did with his disciples. Number one, Yeshua led his disciples on a boat only to be tested. Mm. He knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. Okay. Um,
0: just a, like he, the COVID he to take a nap. thing, God's
1: in control of COVID nineteen right now. God's in control of everything, and now they're saying that there's there's a there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a virus that's another, you know, break off whatever. It's Delta and Omicron combined. Yeah, like Delta or something. <laughs> Delta Cron. They actually in Cyprus they've got they've documented this. This thing uh-huh. is morphing. Wow. You know, uh, number two to show us how much faith we already have. Mmm. So faith is very interesting because we're all given a measure of faith. Yeah. There's a shield of faith that's able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. You want your shield to grow. And, of course, I'll give you an example. Uh, it takes faith to believe in the reconciliation of the Jews and Gentiles.
0: Mm, praise God. I have faith for that. So,
1: so it takes faith to believe that and yeah. to see that and want that. You know, I love what Jesus did. He taught, but then he demonstrated. Yeah. So we could say that all we want, but they're going to say, okay, you believe in the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles? Prove it. Yeah. Well, then I've got to take them online, look, look at my guests, look at Israel, how we're connected to Israel and to the Jewish people. Right, and we just make it known to the evangelicals, to Christians, to pastors, to churches, that the church needs to stand up for Israel, yeah. and they need to be praying for Israel and praying for the Jewish people, and they need to love the Jewish people where they're at and bless them, and God will bless you. You know, it, there's no strings attached; it's a mutual respect thing. So you have to have faith to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's interesting because. Uh, one of the answers I was you know I was working with the kids last night, um, as I mentioned, and I love working with kids because kids' faith is so simple and so profound, and we complicate things, right? And so they were talking about to see—God would test us to see if we're faithful, and I was like, well, doesn't God already know, right? So why would he need to test us to see if we are or not, right? And then you just said to show us where our faith is at, right? right. So, so maybe to show us the current state of our faith. So right. I think that's a, a, a piece of it. But we started talking about exercise, you know, because I was trying to give a a good, you know, example. And when you, if you want to get stronger, what do you do? You have to work out. You work out. But what do you lift weights, right? You lift weights. Okay. So if you only lift weights one time then you're just gonna find out how strong you currently are. Right. Right. So that's right. it, you're just gonna know, okay, this is where I'm at, okay? Now let's say that you lift weights on a regular basis. Is that gonna help you get stronger? Yes. Right, so you're progressively, your body's gonna adapt and that's get you right. stronger, okay? So what if you get stronger and then you just quit lifting weights? What happens?
1: You're gonna get weaker.
0: Right, so when you maybe you take a year off and then you come back. Are you gonna be as strong as you were when you were doing it actively? No. 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 No, you're not. It works the same way with our faith. God tests us because this is the how we exercise our faith. So rather than looking at it as a test or a trial or a tribulation or whatever it is, maybe we look at it as an exercise. Hey, I'm getting to work out my faith. That's and, true. And so as you work out your faith, it gets... Stronger. Stronger. Your faith gets stronger. Praise God.
1: It's what we speak. Just like we say, we are believing God for a
0: bait to heal it. Israel. Israel. Yeah, come on now. You know, having come a place in Israel. Somebody. Hey, listen, if you've got a million dollars, okay, or more, <laughs> and you feel like, you know what, I really believe in this deal Israel. Israel, my email is that Ryan. What we're doing at here, topraise. we're going net. to be doing over there, we're, I believe. Ryan at net. We'll make it happen.
1: So there's some incredible things happening. You know, uh, as I look at the, the situation here, I wrote down some interesting things. Uh, Yeshua taught. In Matthew 5 6 and 7 he taught as mm-hmm. one having authority yeah and then he went out Ryan and he did it so like when we say hey the Jews are going to come into to heal and they come it's happening we show it to you we prove it yeah you know so so the thing is though um, uh, this is, uh, let's see, but like, let like just think about certain circumstances in your life that happen. Sure. The storms of your life. You yeah. know, it talks about building your house on a firm foundation of his words. The winds and the rain will descend, descend upon you, but it will stand. Yeah. You know, while well, thinking about this circumstance of the elements of nature, we're going to turn the corner here. We're going to move on now to Yeshua heals two men with demons. Mm this is good. So if you can't handle everyday problems or nature or whatever else, what are you going to do when the spirit realm comes after you? Yeah. And This is what it says. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. Notice devils and demons love cemeteries and burial places to dwell. They do, yeah coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce. So in the country of Gergesenes, there was a town called Gergesa, and it was located on the eastern slope of the Sea of Galilee. It was one of the cities of the Decapolis, the ten cities, supposedly. And I know there's a lot of controversy about geographical location of cities and all these Gilgals and Bethels and, and things. And so, um, you know, uh, I, I enjoy this part now. So he's like going right at him now. Oh, yeah. And so this is what we do. We do the dramatized version of what did the two men cry out in Matthew 8, 29, Ryan?
0: They said, what do we have to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Uh, Art thou come hither to uh, torment us before the time? Wow, they spoke. <laughs> apparently like, that was good. Apparently like pirates.
1: I didn't have to do it. <laughs> well, they're near the water. <laughs> and maybe they have some treasures in the tombs.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: you know, they recognize him as the son of God. They did. That's unbelievable. They did. See, Jesus has always existed. That's why you can't say his birthday is December 25th. You for we sure don't know his you birthday. You can't say his birthday is December 25th. We don't December. know. I, we say the fall I mean, of you can, 3 BC, trumpets or something, but we can speculate. Yeah. But he really doesn't well, have a birthday. we know it's not
0: December 25th. We know that. Eh,
1: there's a, what are the odds. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. So the two men who were possessed with devils recognize Yeshua as the son of God.
0: Mm.
1: Both men asked the question. Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Now, what's this about? Well, the demons know that they will be judged and punished at God's appointed time. Mm-hmm. So, so we got the fallen angels. Yeah, we've got the rebellion in heaven, right? And it's all going to come to a close. And some of them are locked up. Yeah, you know. And so, anyway, um, so this story develops.
0: Yeah, and you can find even this, more. You can find this account about. The devils in both and at least two of the other gospels. I know in Mark, I think in chapter four and five. Right. And I think in Luke. You can do that. I think another perspective. Another
1: perspective. So, what was a good way off from them? They went on the boat, they went to the other side, they're in this place. What was a good way off from them?
0: Over yonder was a herd of swine. A herd of
1: many swine feeding. Now, this is what Ah, transpires. They were feeding. Yeshua goes in on their turf with his spiritual authority. He is the son of God. Yeah. Everybody else is avoiding the place. He goes right into the tombs. He goes right into the place and engages them. Yeah. They speak. And now there's a response. So the devil's besought him saying, if thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. If you're going to cast us out, can we go into the swine? Hmm.
0: They had to ask. Yeah. That was interesting, right? The authority of Jesus which he, they had about, like, to last ask week or the week before.
1: Cuz they're like, "Listen, you guys have got to come out of these these two men. You got to yeah. come out." Yeah. Okay. And he said unto them, "Go." And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. Do they have a word for that? No, sh- don't take my I'm not don't I'm waiting take my I'm Thunder. Waiting. Now, in Mark 5.13, it says there were about 2,000 pigs. Mm. The pigs committed suicide.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, this is where we get deviled ham.
0: Ah!
1: <laughs> you see that? You now, that? Now, remember now, clean and unclean is, is, is a principle. Absolutely. So if the pigs are unclean... And those spirits go into the unclean animal. Yeah. And we're even told not to eat them. What does that even tell you? Because remember what, what Antiochus did. he The abomination of desolation put the pig on an altar. Sounds like an unclean, unclean animal on a clean altar. Unclean goes with unclean. See, the enemy always wants to twist and pervert what God has asked us to do. Remember, the devil doesn't want you to worship him and love him and adore him and come to him and say, I want darkness, I want evil, I want Satan, you know. No, no. All the devil wants is for you not to have God.
0: But think about take this. Take you away from God. Think about this. Unclean goes with unclean. When you mix unclean and clean together, what do you get? Unclean. Yeah, and it's a state of being. It's it's a it's a, it's only, a ceremonial law. Only Jesus can clean. But this is why you know
1: we need to understand. There's a clean realm and an unclean. Oh, absolutely, realm. it's a principle. And, and it is a principle. And so it's something to think about. So you know, and people would say, you know, uh, well, what did the people do that kept the swine?
0: They were they were not happy. They, it says uh, they fled and went their ways into the city and told everything that was uh, everything was that was befallen to the possessed of the devils.
1: Wow. So, so there was some kind of commerce going on or the Gentiles were doing something over there on that east coast. And so what did all the people of the city ask for Yeshua to do when they came to him?
0: They wanted him to depart away from their coasts.
1: I'll let you go ahead and finish up yeah. that outline. So, there. very interesting. You yeah. know, storyline here. Just take it literally. Okay. There were pigs in Israel. The Roman government was there. Well, there
0: were pigs in northern Galilee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this happened It would make
1: sense because the Gentiles come into that region, If, in fact,
0: this happened in northern Galilee. Yes, (laughs) we will continue with our outline. (laughs) So the herd of pigs would have been raised for food in this Gentile region on the east shore of the Sea of Galilee, and the local people were very upset, and they wanted him to leave at the loss of this large herd. Um... So that's interesting. Demons are unclean, and it is only fitting that Yeshua would allow them to go into the pigs that were also unclean. So I, I, I just, I think it's interesting that the people were upset with Jesus over the pigs. Now just think about that. Jesus himself is there. And if you were to consider, hey, the cost of having Jesus here was 2,000 pigs, man, what a small price to pay for having Jesus in your midst. But instead, the people valued the pigs more than the presence of Jesus. More than the two people. We look, are, what, look what happened. Think about it. Let's now replace the 2,000 pigs with whatever our sin of choice is, whatever uncleanness it is, that we're in, pride, uh, immorality, whatever it is. That's right. People choose. People choose their uncleanness. Over Jesus, and they want Jesus to leave. Why? So they can feel better right. about that's, their uncleanness. that's good. They want their uncleanness back. That's good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I thought about that all what by myself.
1: What else do we have in the outline?
0: That's it. So now it's uh, what two points can be learned from Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 34, from a consensus of? Ryan's first.
1: Ryan Cabrera. I, I only know. have one. I'm still working on my second one. There's so much to think about. I got you. I got you. All right. What so, do you have?
0: So um, mine come from my meeting with the kids last night. So uh, I like this. It says, if you don't practice your faith, your faith will get weak. Right? If you don't practice your faith, your faith will get weak, which we just talked about that, right? And then uh, my second one, uh, only Jesus can clean the unclean, right? Because we as sinners were perpetually in a state of uncleanness. Why? Because of our sin, right? Because we've—because what does Isaiah say? Uh, our sin is as scarlet right as crimson but because of Isaiah Jesus, 118 right because of Jesus we are white as snow amen wow so what two points do you have well Pastor Nick? I just was
1: thinking in regards to healing the sick and casting out devils and by the way I would love to cast out any devil that's at bait to heal. In, in the name of name. Jesus, those
0: devils are already Any out of Any foul here.
1: spirit has to leave. We Any assignment worship Jesus. that tries to come to it has to leave in Amen. Yeshua's name. Uh, the two things that I have is this. Number one, great teaching should lead to demonstration. You know, and a lot of the Christian commentary I have a problem with because of this. The Apostle Paul was giving instructions on certain things. Yeah. And in the Christian commentary, they were saying, well, because we're Gentiles, we don't have to do these Jewish things. Ah. But Paul did it because he's from the tribe of Benjamin and he's a true Jew. So he did these things, but we don't have to do them. So uh, that's not a good apostle or a good uh, rabbi to be a disciple of the rabbi. You would do what the rabbi says to do. You would would emulate him. So that's why I have a problem with the Christian commentary in that that regard. Yeah. Uh, Number two, our faith should be growing every day. So where are we lacking in faith? <laughs> you know, I get challenged all the time. I'll give you an example. I don't have a full picture of, of, of this. Mm-hmm. I only have steps that I've taken. So when I say, hey, I believe that we're going to have a Beit Tehillah Israel, they want me to draw up plans for them and show, show it to yeah. them. Yeah. My faith says this has been a seed planted in me mm-hmm. to believe for this, to, to, to work towards this. In yeah. his timing, but that's all I have. I don't have a location. Yeah, I don't have all the finances. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Don't so, despise small. Beginnings. So that's just my two points. But that's yeah. just an example to give that I'm waiting on the Lord. Yeah.
0: Well, and and to your point though, right? Uh, it's not that we've done nothing, right? So what we've done. Is we have started the process of building the relationships over there, scoping out different areas in Israel that would make sense for our community you know? for us, right. um, you know, and building alliances with people that are already over there, so that when it comes time and we get a clear direction for, um, you know, the financial process and where we're going to go, that we're ready to to jump on it. And so, um, I think it's it's less important. To have exactly, hey, this is exactly what we're gonna do, and more important to understand that um, when God calls, we're gonna go. Right. You know, we'll still have water. Our,
1: our church here in Brandon. We're in the diaspora, but I mean, if if the first thing that God promised Abraham was land, oh yeah, where's our thought process? Oh yeah. So, Father, thank you for this portion of the gospel, the good news. Thank you, Father, for Matthew, the great tax collector. We're going to get to meet him when we get to heaven. We're going to ask him about his testimony. How was it when Jesus said, follow me? You just left that tax booth and followed him. I'm just so impressed with that. And, uh, Father, we just pray right now that... uh, that this gospel would go forth, especially from this place, Father. We thank you for your provision, your protection over this house. We thank you for the podcast and all those that are listening. I pray a special blessing over them. And just uh, if, if the enemy is just biting at their heels, I command that enemy to go away from them right now. In Yeshua's name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, amen. All right, bless you guys. Have a great week.